0: Welcome to Level 99, I'm your host Pete, a podcast about technology and all things that are related to it. Do apologize about last week not having an episode out, you know, things get a lot of things get hectic usually around the holidays, and for all of those listeners who are on the US side, well, happy late Thanksgiving, but anyways, as we hear once too often is always about a data breach. Companies getting hacked. This tends to happen a lot more than it really should. For instance, the two that we're gonna talk about today is gonna be GoDaddy and Panasonic. So GoDaddy's been on the chopping block a few times, and you would think that they would have learned their lesson the first time. Now, I'm not saying that you can always be an ironclad environment, right? The thing that I heard a while back during one of my conferences that I went to was, we are always one or two steps behind the attackers right because we don't know what we don't know and once they find a vulnerability it's our job to go in and quickly start patching so we have to make it as hard as possible so let's dive into the first one godaddy those of you who don't know about godaddy or might have just heard about the name godaddy is well known as a site that hosts websites as well provides domain name. So if you want a website called bluebottle.com, well, you can go through them, see if it's available, pay for it. And what they will do is make sure that domain name is available for you and is protected. So if someone else is trying to buy that website name, they'll say, hey, no, 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 it's actually bought. You can't own this. So they'll kind of do that for you there are other websites that do the same service like google uh, amazon does this and a few other sites as well but in addition to that they also do host websites like they have wordpress and tons of other features that will help you host your website so if you have an e-commerce or a blog or whatever you can go to GoDaddy and see what their monthly subscription prices are and it's like anything else the the cheapest price is usually word document looking thing and then The more you pay the nicer website you can have let's get back onto the topic about their data breaches early in 2019 godaddy had a huge issue with javascripts being injected in us-based sites now this was a huge deal i kind of remember this too problem was that a lot of the sites were having rendering problems they were very slow performance was super slow and it was impacting i think a couple hundred or thousand don't really remember the specifics now. A lot of you are thinking, Well, so what, right? Well, if you're a small shop and you're an e-commerce and you're relying on that stream of revenue and it's rendering slowly, you're potentially losing tons of money. So that's a huge deal. When you are opting for a site to be hosted by someone else, you're relying on them to make sure that uptime is always there. So something like this can be huge deal. So, if you're like again like a small company and you rely on e-commerce to stay in the in the green, that would be very impactful for you. And then later in 2019, they got hit again where scammers use hundreds of compromised GoDaddy accounts to create 15,000 subdomains attempting to impersonate popular websites by redirecting them to spam pages and trying to get them to buy snake oil. I remember this being on the news and like all over Reddit at the time. It's messed up, but I found it kind of fucking funny because when I first heard about it, it's like, what the hell is snake oil and why are they pushing about it? And I thought it was something off of a Rick and Morty skit for a second, but I don't, again, I don't know who comes up with this stuff. And then 2020 came around, the company got breached again. And this was around, I think it was either May that they made an announcement that one of their hosting accounts was breached using all credentials via SSH. The security team by GoDaddy identified after spotting an altered SSH file on GoDaddy's hosting environment and suspicious activity on their servers. That's kind of a big deal, right? That you have SSH open to the world, yikes. But let alone not rotating those files now. I believe that they first the breach happened was October of 2019 but they didn't know about it until May of 2020 so that's a long time and I'm surprised that they haven't rotated those passwords more frequently now all of this is leading up to an attack that just happened November 22nd is when the announcement came out no sorry November 17th is when they made the announcement that GoDaddy got hit again and this one is huge I think it's a a big deal in my opinion. Now GoDaddy had notified, as I said, November 17th, that up to 1.2 million of its customers was exposed to a hacker that gained access to the company's managed WordPress hosting environment. That is big. That is such a big deal. 1.2 million customers. Let let that just sink in for a little bit. 1.2 million. And I guarantee you not all 1.2 million of them are blog websites to worry about right if they had e-commerce again or any sort of revenue stream you know, coming through that that's that's kind of scary now i'm not really too familiar with their services and how they incorporate like paid revenue because i know sometimes there are options where you can do direct payments and you can just kind of mess with the code yourself or you can use things like paypal that will redirect you to that and make the payment for you but still 1.2 million is a huge number to, to talk about now they claimed that the breach happened at least since September 6th and they found out about it November 17th. That's several weeks worth of data that had been leaked. Actual statement by GoDaddy's CISO, and I quote, We identified suspicious activity in our managed WordPress hosting environment and immediately began investigations with help of IT forensics firm and contacted law enforcement. Now, that is actually a common practice, at least US-based. I'm not sure about overseas. Now, the way they got breached this time was that the hacker or third-party actors were able to breach GoDaddy's through a compromised password. And more importantly, it was through a legacy code base managed on WordPress. Oftentimes, you'll kind of see legacy systems are kind of forgotten, and that's kind of a an issue right they're not as scrutinized as new tools that are about to be onboarded forced password rotations and things like that and it could be a matter of a lot of things right let's give godaddy the benefit of the doubt that after their few issues that they double down and increase their security stance and posture right even with a lot of these new tools that are being implemented security tools like nexus or whatever sometimes they might not load or might not be able to scan things that are quote-unquote legacy i'm not really sure about the full depth of this situation here that's all information that godaddy has provided and released but they have also stated that the customer information that was compromised were up to 1.2 million active and inactive managed WordPress customers had their email addresses and customer numbers exposed the exposure of the email address presents risk of phishing attacks i don't know about you all but in my old email that is kind of just junk that I don't even touch anymore. I log into it once in a while. I see tons of phishing attacks on there all the time, like random. Like, hey, here's a receipt f- payment for an Apple app purchase, or your Amazon account's about to be deactivated. Some of them are really good, but it's kind of scary how good they're and clever they're getting. The next thing is they're claiming that all the WordPress admin passwords have been reset at the time of the provisioning it was exposed. And if those credentials were still in use, they have reset it. Now, rotating passwords is a must in any environment, regardless of legacy or not. You shouldn't definitely get into good practice for rotating because that could have been easily prevented. For the SQL injections, let's just give them the benefit of the doubt for that one. Password rotations, this day and age, getting breached on that, come on. Right, that's that's a common practice. That should be done. If it's not being rotated once a month, I'm sorry. If they're not being rotated at least every six months to a year, that you y- you need to do that. Right, you should never be more than a year. And apparently, several passwords for databases were re- exposed as well, which they have reset and SSL private keys. Now that's huge, right? Like sheesh, SSL private keys for for the customers. It's kind of scary to think, right? Cause that HTTPS sign that you see when you're logging in isn't, that might not mean much anymore, but they are claiming that they are in the process of reissuing and selling new certs for those customers. The next one that I really wanted to get into is Panasonic. Now, now I'm gonna kind of date myself, but Panasonic growing up was huge, like a lot bigger than I think it's what they are kind of now. I mean, they're still a huge tech giant, but Back then, they were making TVs, radios, batteries. It, they were pretty much like LG back then, right? Like Panasonic was everywhere. I remember having like the little portable radio that was Panasonic, Ugh, brings back memories. But anyways, so Panasonic has been, as of announcement that I made on Friday, it's past Friday, actually, the 26th of November, that they were a victim of a cyber attack. Actually less than a year, from when their Panasonic India branch was hit by a ransomware. So this attack specifically, Panasonic made an announcement that they were illegally accessed by a third party on November 11th. That's when they identified the intrusion. However, the spokesperson from Panasonic stated that the breach actually began from June 22nd to end of November 3rd. That is insane. Are you kidding me? No, think about it. June 22nd to November 3rd. That is what? Four months, almost five months worth of whatever data that was on that host, that server, whatever they access that they were just scooping in and, and getting that data. Like that's kind of scary. Now they are working with a, spe- a third party specialist security groups investigate the leak and determine what information was leaked. However, NHK has reported that the tax service from Panasonic did hold information about Panasonic's business partners and the company's technology. It's kinda scary, like now they are claiming that they now Panasonic is claiming that they are doubling down the security posture and working with other firms and has signed a pact with McAfee in March to up their security infrastructure. Hopefully that doesn't happen to Panasonic again, and I'm sure that they will be upping their job postings. But as easy it is to scrutinize these companies for getting breached, losing data, it's kind of scary to think about that. It could happen honestly to anyone right you can't as hard as you want to be ironclad you're always at risk the best things that you can do is get in the environment of having normal security practices that is the first and most important step that you can't take oftentimes it might be worth investing in a firm to come in and just review your your infrastructure your environment to make sure everything's ironclad it is a cost it is expensive i remember one of my old companies i work with would hire them i think it was once a year or every two years they would have a firm come out you know trying to hack and breach them to see what they can get out of them and usually it was slim to none and whatever they did find we would obviously go in and react and patch those breaches or those areas of vulnerability because no matter how much you think you're doing well at some point you'll be used to good practice to have an outside pair of eyes to come in and review things for you now I'm not saying that that's not what these companies did, but it's just a good practice and having to get into like the secure that the password issue that GoDaddy had that could have easily been prevented. A lot of companies nowadays for any password or service account has to have over 10 pass uh, characters, uppercase, lowercase, special characters, and a sacrifice of your firstborn. I'm kidding, totally kidding, but you get the picture, right? a ridiculous long password because the longer it is, the more difficult it is, the harder it will be for uh, for someone to try to hack the password. That is why they say never use a dictionary word or like a long phrase like blue bottle one, two, three, right? Like, yeah, don't do that. Do not do that. <laughs> so that's about it for this week. Hopefully you guys found this helpful. I do want to add one thing before I hop off is that this week is actually AWS reInvent. And reInvent is a fantastic conference. Now, the online version is free, so definitely go in and check it out. A lot of cool sessions. Great way to learn and see new things. See maybe if, if cloud is your interest or whatever. It doesn't hurt. It's free. It's not gonna break your pocket. All you think you're going to waste is your time. Thanks for listening. Hopefully, I'll catch you guys next week. Take care.